Good morning, and welcome to the Bronx region of the New York City Church of Christ. We're glad you're able to join us today for our Sunday worship service. In the Bronx, we've been studying out the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And today we're going to continue with the fruit of faithfulness. So let's start in Galatians chapter 5. We're going to read verse 22 through 25. Galatians 5 verse 22 through 25. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with his passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. As we've been talking about the past few weeks, the fruit of the Holy Spirit can be broken down into three different areas. First, you have the inward fruit, which is love, joy, peace. Then you have the outward fruit, patience, kindness, goodness. And then you have the Godward fruit, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So today we're going to talk about our first Godward fruit of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And that is the fruit of faithfulness. You know, someone once said that Christians are hyperdermic saints. In other words, they're living for shots of religious excitement instead of daily growth through the word of God. You know, it's oftentimes when we think we're not doing well spiritually, what comes to mind? I need to go to church so I can get recharged, so I can get fueled up again. It's as if we make church a filling station, a gas station. I'm low on spiritual fuel. Let me go to church. God gives us the fruit of faithfulness the day we are baptized. So the issue is not, do I have faith? The issue is really Am I being faithful? Because God gave us the fruit of faithfulness. See, you already have faith. You had to have faith to believe in God and to make a decision to live your life according to God. So then you became a disciple of Jesus, a true Christian. So you have faith. So the real issue is not, do I have faith? But am I being faithful? See, it takes faith to believe in God, but it takes faithfulness to follow God and to strive to live like Jesus Christ. Peter tells us something uh, in reference to Jesus in first Peter that is important for us to see. First Peter, chapter one, verse 21. This is what it says. Through him, you believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him and saw your faith. And hope are in God. See, it says our faith, our hope, it's in God. It's not in what we can do. It's not in the preacher. It's not in the elders. It's not in whoever leads our Bible discussion groups. It's no, 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 no. Our faith has to be in God. You know, Holman's Bible Dictionary defines faith like this. Faith is a human response to God. And faithfulness is a virtue of God and his servants. So in other words, the, the attributes of the fruit of the Holy Spirit 
are actually in reality attributes of God himself. Now this takes it to a whole nother level. See, for a long time, I viewed the Bible as a, a list of human behavior rules or regulations or, or policy. I just viewed it as the Bible tells me how to humanly act. In other words, God wants me to be good. God wants me to be faithful. God wants me to be kind. God wants me to be gentle. God wants me to be loving. See, that's how I viewed the Bible. But the bigger message of the Bible is that God is good. God is kind. God is gentle. God is love. God is joy. God is peace. See, what's really going on is God is simply saying this. Be like me. He gives us the fruit of the Holy Spirit so we can be like him. So what do we need to do? Well, we need to follow the person who represents God, Jesus Christ. So if we can do all we can to be like Jesus, then we are being like God. Look at what it says in 1 Peter 1, verse 15 and 16. 1 Peter 1, verse 15 and 16. It says, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. See, the fruit of the spirit is a lot more personal than we think. A lot more personal. See, there's a difference between faith and faithfulness. There's a difference. So what I want to help us to understand this simply because like to me, uh, I, I, I see the difference as an act and an habit. You have an act and you have a habit. So let me explain. I want today's lesson to be broken down into three different questions for us. So the first question is this. What's the difference between faith and faithfulness? Question number one. What's the difference between faith and faithfulness? You know, when someone first studied the Bible with me, um, first opened the Bible, read the Bible with me, showed me things, I had to make a decision. Either this is true and I'm going to follow it or it's not true and I'm not going to follow it. See, it came down to making a decision. If this is true, and I'm going to follow it, I need to believe so strongly in it that I take action upon it. Now, if I don't want to believe it, then I don't need to do nothing. But if I believe the Bible is true, then I need to take action upon it. So I accepted the Bible as true. I believed it enough that it caused my life to change. When I acted on it, that was faith. My daughter, Lily, for example, she learned to write when she was five or six years old. You know, kids don't write too good, but she learned to write then. And then as time went on, first grade, second grade, third grade, uh, her writing got more intense. She started to learn cursive and different things. She started to, to learn how to write stories. And the older she got, the more she learned about writing. She recently graduated from Lehman with a degree in English. And now she's going to Columbia University to get her master's degree in writing with a concentration on poetry. So she started out young, not really knowing how to write. But as time went on, it was a progression in her life 
that she learned more about writing. She put it into practice and she continued to get better as she went along. And that's about the best way I can kind of describe faith and faithfulness as we start out here. See, for us, faith is the first act. The first time it's like you, you're concentrating on how to write something. Then you go to the next stage and you learn cursive. Then you go to the next stage. You learn how to do poetry and poems and you go on and on and on. And you grow a little bit as each phase comes into play. With each act of faith, we ourselves grow. With each act of faith, we come just a little bit more comfortable with acting out in faith. By persistence, we get better. But then there's challenges that come into our faith. And honestly, those challenges are good because it helps our faith to grow. It's like in writing. The lessons my daughter learned in, in fifth grade were nowhere near as intense as the lessons she learned in second grade. But as she continued to go, they got more intense and she was able to build on each of those lessons to the point that now she's getting a master's degree. James chapter one, verse two and three. James chapter one, verse two and three. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. See, we need to be tested in our faith. That's not a bad thing. It's a good thing because then it helps you to persevere and to grow. See, faith is a progression. It doesn't just happen like boom. No, it's a progression that occurs. Each lesson gets a little tougher and a little tougher, but yet they help you to grow in your faith. See, when the progression becomes a habit, as it says in the definition of Holman's dictionary, a virtue of faith becomes faithfulness. See, when we act on faith and it becomes a habit that we continually act on faith over and over and over. That's just who we become, people who act on faith. That's when we're full of faithfulness. See, faithfulness is like a, a running record of victorious faith. You know, some people have a, a uh, prayer list and they check it off when those things occur, those faithful things occur. Some people have a spiritual journal where they just keep track of the faithful things that happen. Faithfulness is a running record of victorious acting faith. So question number two, does God have faith? That's the question. Does God have faith? You know, the Bible mentions God's faithfulness several times, but never states that God has faith or that God acted on faith. See, that's our territory. That's humanity's territory. See, God doesn't need faith and he doesn't need to act on faith because God himself is faithfulness. First Corinthians chapter one, verse nine. First Corinthians one, verse nine. God, who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, is faithful. Again, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. 
says, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can stand up under it. See, faith, according to Webster, is this. Trust, confidence, complete acceptance of truth, which cannot be demonstrated or proved by our process of logical thought. See, in other words, faith is something that you believe, that you trust, but you can't prove it by our logic. See, that's why God doesn't need faith. He is the author of all truth. He was there in the beginning and he'll be there when things come to an end. Ideas like beginning and ending, they don't have the same meaning for God. It has a significant meaning for us, but it doesn't have the same meaning for God. Because he exists beyond our sense of time, our sense of space, or he exists beyond the past, uh, the present. He is so much bigger than we could ever think or dream or imagine. So he doesn't need to have faith because of who he is. He knows the past. He knows the future because he is the past and he is the future. See, that concept alone is just too much for man. It's, it's just, it's, it doesn't make sense. It's not logical, which is exactly why we need faith and he doesn't. Question number three. How does faithfulness show itself? How does faithfulness show itself? You know, Faithfulness can show itself through reliability and having trustworthiness. It's like this. Faithfulness on God's side of the situation means that he can be trusted to complete what he started. In other words, the things that God says he's going to do, he's going to do it. We can trust it. Now, faithfulness on man's side, on your side, my side. Is faith can be defined as a man's response to God. So in other words, it means are we going to be trustworthy and reliable in responding to the fact that God will do what he says he will do. See, to respond to God by trusting that he's going to always do what he says, that's faith. But to make it a habit of continually Responding to God over and over again, trusting him, that's faithfulness. See, we can do it once and that's fine. That's a good thing. We showed faith. But if we continue to trust God over and over and over, that's faithfulness. See, it's that progression. We learn some things. We grow. We may stumble a little bit. But if we continue to show that kind of faith, that's a life of faithfulness. Faithfulness in a relationship between you and God is God doing what he says he's going to do and us trusting that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. So how do we develop this virtue of faithfulness? Practice, practice, practice. Practice what? Practice our faith. You practice your faith, you, you live out faith, and then watch the miracle that happened. 
Watch what God does. Trust God. And then the next thing that happens, you live our faith again. And see, sometimes living our faith means you're not going to get what you want the way you want it. But even if you don't, you still trust God. You still trust that because it didn't happen in my timing doesn't mean it's not God's timing. And he's still going to do what he said he's going to do. But he's going to do it in his time, not necessarily my time. So what is faithfulness? It's a response in two ways. One, trust. Trust that what he's saying is true in spite of our inability to reason with logic. So the first part of faithfulness, trusting that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. Even if logic says, how is that going to happen? How is that going to be? We trust God. It's not about man, not about people, but it's about trusting God and God's word. And then the second part of that faithfulness is acting. See, we can trust, but God is not saying, just trust me. Just sit on the couch and just trust. Just don't do nothing. Just sit down and just trust. Just sit. Trust. No, we have to act. And act is another form of it is obeying. So our obedience based upon our trust in God leads us to a faithfulness. And that's a lot, but that's true. That's what we're talking about. There's a difference in having faith and faithfulness. We can have faith. You already have faith. You became a Christian. You have faith. Don't ever doubt you don't have faith. You have faith. But the issue is, am I being faithful? See, we have the faith, but are we trusting Day after day after day. We have to do it over and over again. We have to trust over and over again. That's faithfulness. See, are you, it's like this. Are you, if someone were to ask you, are you faithfully having your Bible times every day of reading and prayer? Now, if you're doing it every single day, you can say, I am faithfully having my times with God every day. But if you're doing it maybe once a week, twice a week, three times a week, maybe. And someone says, are you faithfully having your times with God every day? You'll say, I'm having them, but not faithfully. See, faithfulness is every single day. You have the same action, an act of faith over and over and over again. See, we can't grow if we're not doing it on a consistent basis. Now, are there times where our faith may feel a little weak. Yes, but you still have faith. What did he say? As long as it's as small as a mustard seed, that's enough. He's not saying you got to have this humongous faith every day of your life. That's not what he said. He said, as small as a mustard seed, that's enough for God to work. See, what happens is we start having faith and just when we think we got the hang of it, Satan comes in there and throws a challenge. But see, the issue is when that challenge comes, am I still going to trust and act faithfully? See, there's times that we read the Bible and we think, well, that's not really what Jesus meant. That's just kind of a, a saying. Let, let, me, let me show you what I mean. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. Matthew 17, verse 20. This is what Jesus says. 
He says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. We don't always take this scripture seriously because it defies our logic. We're thinking, okay, here's a mountain. It's going to and boom, it's going to be over here. Jesus obviously didn't mean that. He meant something else. So then we start watering it down. We start changing things. But we got to understand, listen to what he's saying. He's saying, if you have faith, things are not going to be impossible for you. But what kind of uh, a point is this? I believe God, even though it defies logic. This is what he's saying. Do you believe God and trust God, even though it defies logic? See, logically, we can't see this mountain just blue, moving over here and landing over here. But do you trust God, even though logically it may not make sense to you? See, what is something that you're going through right now that seems impossible to you? That seems just beyond what you can do. Maybe it's just getting up in the morning on time every day. That just seems like, oh, there's always something. I can't do it. Maybe it's dieting. You really want to diet, but it just never works out. Or maybe it is having your quiet times every single day and praying every single day. And you really want to, but then it seems like something happens every single day. See, when Jesus says in Matthew 17, 20, nothing will be impossible for you. You and I, if our response to God is, you know what? I'm going to obey him. I'm going to trust him regardless of if I don't even understand it. That's when we're acting on faith. See, if that's when we're acting on faith. But too many times we act on faith once we understand what it is. You have to explain it. I understand it. I agree with it. I believe it. Okay, now we can go do it. Those five steps before we even take action. Well, that's not faithfulness. That's you being in control of the situation. That's not God's control. Ooh, we do those things and then we say, oh, to God be the glory. We're going to just follow the Lord. Is that following the Lord after the five steps you require? No. So how does faithfulness show itself? Well, you act on faith and God proves himself faithful by doing exactly what he says. And then the thing that your logic couldn't grasp that you thought was impossible yesterday becomes possible today because you trusted and obeyed God. He did what he said he was going to do and incredible things happen. That's being faithful, continuing to do that. That's faithfulness. So your logic readjusts and you're ready to move to the next phase. Again, faithfulness is like a progression. It's like steps that keep going. You learn, you grow, you move on to the next step, move on to the next step. It doesn't just happen. See, the day you're baptized, you think, boom, I have the Holy Spirit in me and I'm just going to be full of faith and faithfulness all the days of my life. It doesn't just happen like that. It's a progression. You do have faith. But yet you still grow in your faith day after day after day. You know, faithfulness is a progression. If you're a Christian and your life is full of faith and it has not been challenging, then you need to check your progress. Something's wrong. Because the Bible even tells us in 2 Peter 1 verse 5 through 9. 
2 Peter 1, verse 5 through 9. It says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities with increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have these, he is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. See, the Bible tells us we need to keep adding to our faith. We need to keep growing. Well, well, why is that? Because it's a progress. It's a procession. It's something that continues to happen. So things are going good. Great. You're going to see something else in your life that needs to change. Well, then you add that on as well. You just keep adding on. It's like what you learn in first grade. Great. But you got to go to second grade and you can build from first grade to second grade to third grade to college to master's to Ph.D., whatever it may be. But you have to add to your faith. The Holy Spirit's job is to mold each and every one of us into the likeness of Jesus Christ. This is what the Holy Spirit wants to do. This is why God gave us the fruit of faithfulness. So we can act on the faith that we already have and become more and more like Jesus Christ. How do you know that it's working? Well, God will have demonstrations in your life. Little things will happen. Those little miracles are going to occur when you act on faith. And then all of a sudden, bam, it unfolds and it's there. That's something you need to take joy in. It's a good feeling. Have a spiritual journal. Write down a prayer list. See what God is doing in your life. It is incredible to see God working in our lives. I promise you're not there. I'm not there. It's a progression that happens over time. See, we don't need to say after this lesson, oh, I'm just so faithless. I have no faith. I'll never be faithful. That is not at all the message. You are listening to something else or not paying attention. Today's lesson is simple. You already have faith. But what you need to do is to be faithful. How do I become faithful? This is how you become faithful. You take your faith, you act on it day after day after day. You keep trusting in God. Act on that faith. God is going to do what he said he's going to do. You have to trust that. And if you trust that day after day, regardless of what Satan throws at you, you just keep trusting in God. Then you are being faithful. That's what God wants. That's why God gave us the fruit of faithfulness. Because he knows this is what he wants his children to be like. That's what he meant for us to be in the beginning. That's what he means for us to be as we finish strong for the Lord. I love you. I hope this has refreshed you and encouraged you. And to God be the glory.